Welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the unqualified athlete has the most qualified opinions. We back for another episode, another great episode. I don't know if y'all checked out the last episode. It's gonna be hard to follow that episode because it was such a great episode. But we got this though. Me and Shot always we always bring that heat. So, or like Wayne said on Carter Two. We bring that heat rock. Nobody got that heat rock like we got that heat rock. So, you know, we we coming with it. What's going on, Shot? Ain't nothing, nothing, man. I'm cooling, bro. Ready to get into this 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 crazy off season we about to have. Oh yeah, bro. I mean that's like the talk of the town right now is all these different things. But before we jump into the actual free agency, the the first part of the off season that we look forward to is the NBA draft. So, um, any shockers for you in that draft? Anything that, that kind of stood out to you? Uh, that um, that Luka Dockman trade was, was shocking. I, I didn't see that coming. Lapsing uh, uh, Trey Young over there to Atlanta. And uh, they got a lot of people excited about it. I seen Quavo tweet about it. And they got their very own Splash, splash brother in, in Atlanta. So, you know, we'll see how that worked out for them. But how you you can't be a brother if you ain't got another brother, right? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Quavo, Quavo go uh, get him to sign him. I don't know, bro. I mean, well, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this because you, you did bring this up. So I want to ask you what you think about both of those players, Doncic first and then Trey Young. Like, what, what's your thoughts on those players? I'm gonna tell you, man. Doncic, he he's tough, man. He, he's a tough, he's a tough player. But I haven't seen him against elite competition. Like I haven't seen, like I had the ability to see Trey Young. But I do think Doncic is a is an all-around player. He can handle the ball. He's about six eight, six nine, and and he can shoot it really well. He he drives the ball really well. Passes pretty good. Seems like he's an all-around player. The only thing I question mark I got about Doncic is the athleticism. I don't know how athletic he really is when I get to see him around elite athletes every game. But that's how I feel about him. And Trey Young, he can light it up, man. He's light it up. I don't know if he can consistently run the team. I mean, he, he, he ran Oklahoma as pretty well as he could, and, and he was super productive, but he also turned the ball over a lot. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. I like Trey Young, though. I think, um, well, my, on my opinion, I don't know nothing about Donchis. Like like I heard Jalen Rose say, 90% of people haven't heard nothing about Donchis or heard or never seen him play. Um, until recently, they only seen the highlights that they seen. One thing I think that's, that is intriguing about Doncic is the fact that he's played in the EuroLeague since he was 13 years old. I want to say somebody, I heard the youngest, I heard somebody say he's been playing professional basketball since the age of 13. So if that first off, that means you was big enough to play against grown men. Second off, that means you got a lot of experience. So even though he haven't played against the likes of the NBA players, um, that doesn't mean he can't produce, and that doesn't mean you know he's not going to uh, be a good player. I, I'm not sure. I think he, I think he has it. I, and I noticed you pointed out athleticism. And your favorite movie is White Man Can't Jump. I don't think you should even touch on that. I just think you should just let that go in the breeze. Uh, uh, open the past one. <laughs> uh, but Trey, but Trey Young, okay. I think he can shoot. I, 
I just got to see it in the NBA. Like, it's one thing to shoot in college. It's another thing to shoot in the NBA. And, you know, I don't, I don't doubt him because I, I had to make Steph Curry, just like Steph Curry had to go through the process of making everybody a believer of how great of a shooter he is. Trey Young, you can't come in the league and people calling you the, the new Steph Curry and you ain't yeah. playing in the league. Steph Curry wasn't Steph Curry of now like he was when he first got in the league. So you got to get that respect. You know, I understand the comparison. And I think we're going to see a lot more of those type of players because of Steph yeah. Curry and, you know, stuff like that. So um, as far as my, as far as my, though, my, my surprise of the draft, I thought the Mikael Bridges trade for Zaire Smith, I thought that was kind of wild. Uh, I understand yeah. the the lack of emotion that you're supposed to put in business decisions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was kind of crazy how they, they the Philadelphia 76ers, they, they draft this dude. He a Villanova product, so he's right there in the area. His mama worked for HR, the HR department of the Philadelphia 76ers. She come on TV. She down there want to cry because her son got drafted to the team that she worked for. They interview her and him together with Philadelphia gear on and all this here. And then like 30 minutes later, you put the number one pick on the stage with everybody talking about the, the picks and all this here. And he's saying how. He's great. He, he, he's happy to get Zaire Smith on his team. Zaire Smith a good defender, blah, 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 this, that, and other. And then, boom, he get traded. <laughs> Zaire Smith get traded for Mikael Bridges. And they just take that whole little hope of this man being able to just stay home, be with his mama and all this here, and just take that completely away from him. I mean, that's just the world of, of, of sports, I guess, bro. It's like... Hey, 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 hello. How, how is my walked in the work Friday morning? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, dog, like, dog, they were some party poopers for that, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Bro. I'm like, well, y'all could have waited. Until she, well, I guess it's best she ain't, they ain't spend no money on celebrating this. <laughs> Either way, he, he, it's a celebratory event. You know, he did make it to the NBA. He got drafted. Um, so, I mean, it's kudos to both of those players. I think they're very similar. Um, yeah. I think Mikael Bridges has the, have more of a winning attitude. I think he was probably better coach in college, but, um, yeah. I did hear an interview with Zaya Smith and I think that he, he wants to just, he just want to be out there. So I think if they're going to use him the right way as a defender and stuff like that. And I mean, Covington was. First team all defense, some kind of way. So he got somebody to teach him. Some kind of way, this guy. <laughs> he was. I mean, when I asked you about him being first team all defense on a previous episode, you had no idea that he made it. First off, second off, you had no idea how he got there. So if I say some kind of way, you can't look at me like I'm disrespecting this man when you didn't even know the bad made first team all defense. So, <laughs> so you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't oh, critique me about man. that. <laughs> hey, man. Zaya Smith is my sleeper, too, in this draft, man. Drafted at 16. I think he's going to shock some people. I hope so. I heard they they was comparing him to um, Kawhi Leonard. Um, so, he seems to talk more than Kawhi Leonard. Uh, <laughs> funny Everybody talks. No, the funny thing, bro, if you ever get a chance, and shout out to Bomani Jones, bro. Look, if you ever get a chance to listen to his podcast, 
Anytime he referenced Kawhi Leonard, he say he'll say something like, "Okay, listen to uh, what Kawhi had to say about that." <laughs> All right, you heard Kawhi, huh? You let you just get quiet. <laughs> bro, he he me die laughing, bro. He made me die laughing, but. Uh, at least the man talk. I, I gotta see. I have. I didn't watch him in college. I know she told me you were bigger. You big into like uh, college football. I mean basketball and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. I know this this up this right up your alley. So tell me what you think about Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. Um, I actually, he actually from the uh, Atlanta area. So uh, my uh, Lenice who play uh, high school. Uh, basketball. She's very familiar with with Colin. She actually went to uh, school with his sisters. He had two sisters actually. That's really, really, really highly ranked in um high school basketball right now. But Colin's been tough, man. Tough guy, real, real tough kid. Handles the ball well. Extremely athletic. Uh, reminds me a little Russell Westbrookish for his playing style. Um. Has to get better at facilitating, getting his teammates involved, and has to develop an outside jump shot before he's really just a completely dominant. But uh, he's gonna impress people, bro. He's gonna impress a lot of people who haven't really got a chance to see this kid play. And I think he was well coached by uh, Avery Johnson out there in Alabama. So yeah. I think I think he'll be all right. Did you think you think his little? Uh... His little speech, his little short speech to LeBron, gonna get him to uh, stay. Oh, let's go back. Let's go back to the fine hell now. Hey, we gonna discuss that a little later as well. Uh, I, I, I personally um, think Colin Sexton gonna be really good. Like he gonna be one of the players that we discuss in the next maybe five years as one of the top at his position or something like that. In a sense where we talking about him, kind of like how. Uh, I, I wanna I don't wanna necessarily compare him to Kyrie because Kyrie can shoot. Um but I wanna say something like uh and I can't really compare him to Dame Lillard because he can shoot. I understand your Russell Westbrook type comparison. Like uh yeah. I think he a little more polished, I feel like, than Russell Westbrook coming into coming in, but maybe I'm I could be off. It just seemed that way because Russell Westbrook still don't seem polished. Um yeah. at times, you know what I'm saying? Like he's great. I, I you know I used, I, used, I used to say Russell Westbrook for president, but he's great. But at the same time, um, he he's, he's still so rough around the edges at times, like ridiculous. But it's not about Russell Westbrook. But I think Colin Sexton has like an it factor, and like this little guy, uh, we're gonna have to interview him soon. Uh, be a little guy yeah. here in Thibodeau um, that plays high school ball, and he told me about like this little jelly fam thing and. How to jelly oh, lay yeah, up and stuff, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I didn't know what they were talking. Yeah. About. I'm old. I'm that's what I'm thinking. I'm, yeah, I'm old. I'm about jelly fam. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, yeah, what is it? Is so, so I found out that's basically what Kyrie been doing uh, <laughs> since I've been watching him play. Oh yeah, 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 finishes yeah. and stuff, you know. So yeah, the way spin off the backboard, spinning the ball off the backboard, think of little layups here. Yeah, so um. I, th- I think I think he gonna bring another swag to the league to kind of uh-huh. you know, but uh, as far as my sleep, I know you know you said who you thought your sleeper was Zaire Smith. Uh, I'm really digging the dude, uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth man at the Spurs draft. I think he going to a great team. That's a great organization for him to go to 
to mm-hmm. really polish up his game. And then I hear a lot of good things about he play good defense. He can he can score the ball. I mean, six five, he athletic. So I mean, I'm hearing a lot of good things about him. What you think about Lonnie Walker? Raw, talented, 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 but raw. But go get the coaching you need out there in San Antonio. You know, developing players is what they do. Like if he he's gonna develop quickly too. I think I think he's gonna develop rather quickly. Um, really talented kid though. Really talented. Work work his ass off. Like he plays hard, and you can see he plays really hard. But he he's super talented and super athletic too. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, as far as the draft, who you think were the winners and the losers of the draft? Um, or the biggest winner and the biggest loser, more so. So you don't have to name too many people. Biggest winner. Uh, hmm. I probably go with Denver Nuggets, bro. I mean, when you get. They drafted Michael Porter Jr. at 14? Like, I mean, you have a chance. It, and, and 14 is a real, it's not a gamble. I mean, if, if it doesn't work out, then you probably wasn't going to get a game changer at 14 anyway. So why not roll the dice on somebody who people two years ago was calling the best talent in the draft and he was a lock to go number one, you know, before he had his injury. And I just think that him falling to 14 and him going to the Nuggets, is, that's that's a blessing for him, man. All right. So, I, I go with the Nuggets. This is my biggest winner. Who's your biggest loser? Hmm. Uh, I almost wanted to say the Lakers, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I mean, if it's the truth, it's the truth. But I, I don't know why it would be the truth, but you can go ahead and explain if you really think that. <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like we left some people. We we passed up on a couple of cats that I would have liked to draft, but that's just me being person. I mean, they gave great reasons for the for the guys they did draft from where they drafted them at. But uh, I don't really have a big loser. I don't remember. Any, I can't think of anybody reaching real significantly. But um, I can say I think teams that teams are losers that didn't go out and make the trade. If you notice, no player that was already in the NBA was traded on draft night for the first time in a really long time. Mm. Like, I think teams that needed to make moves to get established NBA talent for the young, younger guys or younger picks mm-hmm. didn't do what they needed to do. Lakers being one of them. I think that we could have moved that first-round pick. We had two picks in the second round, and we could have drafted that. We could have used that first-round pick Bringing some talent, but you know things didn't go that way. Well, you know, but I think that will be my draft losers teams that didn't make the move. Okay, okay. I I personally don't. I I'm, I'm like big into we got to see how it play out type thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think um, I think the Suns kind of made. I, I think they I think they did pretty well. I mean, I, we're going to see what DeAndre Aiden does. Him and Joel and B kind of had a little Twitter, you know, trolling type thing going on. But Joel and B say, don't compare him to me. I play defense. And O'Boy basically, you know, went basically went to explain, well, 
I don't. The reason I don't, I haven't, I don't seem like I play defense is because basically blah blah blah. Because uh, he got to go out on the wing and blah 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 and all this here. But either way, we gonna see. You know how DeAndre Aiden turns out. I hope. Hopefully, he's a good player. And then he's paired with Mikael Bridges, who's like a three and D guy. You know, he can, mm-hmm. he can light he can light it up, and he play good defense. So, um, it's just one of them things. I'm not sure, but um. Like you said, the Nuggets getting Michael Porter Jr., who was like highly touted and expected to be like this really great player. So hopefully he is. Hopefully just this injury bug, you know, like a lot of players seeming to be coming into the league uh, in the last few years more so. They come in hurt and they still end up being pretty good. So um, that actually might be something that's, you know, that works out for them. So I noticed too um, – like more like some players that seem to be more recognizable, I guess you could say, in a sense of when I seen them, I knew who they were, but I didn't necessarily know their name. Uh, but yeah. they went in the second round. I'm like, well, man, I thought he would have went in the first round, like the, the point guard from Kansas. Um, yeah, my favorite college basketball team too. Oh, Kansas, the Jayhawks. Yeah, Jayhawks. I chalk the Jayhawks, baby. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, now I know who to talk trash about. Come next uh, March Madness time. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I, when I noticed him, I was like, man, he going in the second round. And then somebody else went in the second round. I can't think who it was. I forgot. Uh, it's just, it just it was in my mind. It popped. It just went away. But uh, it just seemed like a lot of players in the second round went that I was familiar with. I'm like, well, these guys were – oh, uh. Even the guy uh, that played for Michigan, uh, the, the the German cat, what's his name, man? Oh, uh, no, we drafted we drafted him. Y'all did draft him. He did go. He went the first round. In the first round, yeah. We in the first the round, okay. It was at the end. Okay. Yeah, we had Cleveland pick. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I think we got to see how it play out because some of these players gonna be great, and then some of these players we are gonna be like, whoa, but. We don't know yeah, if it's going to be a Grayson Allen. He went late first yeah, round. He did. He did. That was a good pickup. And who picked him up? Uh, I think Utah. Donovan Mitchell. Then. Yep. Matter of fact, he did. And he a troller, too. <laughs> he a troller, too. <laughs> and you know what, bro? It's crazy, bro, because in the production of this, and we sat there and talked for an hour in this production. Yep. And you know one thing we did I know what you're about to say. I know what you're about to we say. I thought not. about it the minute we went on air. We didn't even discuss these NBA awards, so we're going to get right to it. Because we ain't talking about that. That's what you thought that's what you was thinking about? Yep. Okay. You told me to open the show up with this, the how you were so right about all of your predictions. <laughs> I mean, most of it was. what you say? I couldn't hear you. What I, I really need to repeat myself. Or you, uh, you really did. I really, I really couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you. Man, bro. Look, okay, anyway, like I said, the NBA awards came on last night. And your predictions were correct, basically oh. across the board. I mean, which they were, you know, not, not no knock against you or anything. They were kind of like, mostly we kind of knew all of them. Some of them I, I wanted to debate with you because I felt like it was debatable. Um, and I think other people deserved it. Rudy Gobert, I wasn't feeling that. I ain't going to lie. That's like the only one that stood out to me that I was like, whoa, Rudy Gobert. Over Anthony Davis. 
don't know. I I wasn't feeling that. What you thought about the What you thought about the award show? Period. And, uh, I, I was, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. I thought some of the I thought the performance was crazy. I thought uh, Bill Russell was trying putting his middle finger up at Shaq. I mean, at Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah, know. he liked to flip it uh, Charles Barkley. And then you heard him say his reason he forgot it was being taped live, like it was live. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I, I missed that part, but I heard about it. I did hear about it. Uh, yeah, that dude, that he's funny. Natural reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that's so wild. Every time you see Charles Barkley, he's like, "That's a natural reaction." What I do with Charles every time I see him. So I, I thought that shit was funny, but but um, the was was dope though. The was was dope. Uh, they gotta change much the time. I expected. They gotta change when it happened. Like, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. You gotta change when it happened. Uh, I hate to kind of be a little, a, go a little sideways, a little, little left with this about this award. James Hard, you about to win an MVP, and that's what you wear. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe. Now, don't get me wrong. I know James Harden. He got a different little swag with him, and I, I'm not knocking his swag in a sense. I'm more like, why you all like the soldier rag, uh, the soldier rag suit? You know what I'm saying? Like I, with them, sh- I just couldn't. I don't know, bro. I, that ain't MVP. That ain't that ain't. I'm about to win an MVP. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> It just ain't. It, oh, am I tripping? Like, was I tripping? Because I'm like, he ain't got no tie on. He ain't, like, he ain't like, he like, I'm, I'm too cool for this here. Like, you ain't too cool to win the MVP, bro. Like, yeah, that, that is how you did. That's how you look. I don't know, bro. But I think they got to change it up. I think a lot of it is very predictable. And, I mean, it is what it is. And I, it's the media fault. So, you know, we talk about these things and say, oh, this is going to win it. This is going to win it. And then you got so many big-name media that they just kept playing their audio, like Max Kellerman and and uh, and Stephen A. Smith. Shout out to them. They just kept playing their audio about how this person deserves a nipper. And, like, once you hear them say it, it's kind of almost unwritten law. Kind of like, you know, it's like. Well, they, that's the only two people that can win it. Or uh, this person gonna win, you know. So it's like, ah, uh, you kind of knew who was gonna win. But thought it, I thought it was, I thought it was, I think it's a cool event. Um, I heard uh, somebody say today, uh, Jacoby on Jalen and Jacoby. Shout out to him. He said uh, they ought to do, they ought to do the award, give out the awards before the playoffs, and then like they ought to do, still do the show, but then do like a playoff. Win a certain award, like playoff MVP, playoff this, playoff that. Oh, yeah, like separated. Because I think a lot of people, like a lot of the casual fans, actually think playoff performances factor into some of those awards, you know. And that's what it, but it, it really messes you up if you, if you're watching an award show after the playoffs, you know, you're going to think like that, right. you know. Because, I mean, clearly well, LeBron should have won the MVP if it was all that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I had to mention this guy. I knew we were going to talk about LeBron anyway. 20 minutes without saying something about LeBron. It had to be done. Go ahead. Well, technically, we did when we talked about Colin Sexton, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but <laughs> actually, you segue right into what we talked about, because I don't know, not unless you have something else you want to say about the awards, is it? Oh, no, no. I mean, I, I could say something about Rudy Gobert's hot pink jacket, but I'm going to just He's French. He's French. 
I respected his speech. I I thought his speech was good. Um, I thought his speech was good. Man, and this is well, this is another thing too, bro. It was kind of weird because how the way he did it. But Ola Depot, I don't know if you peeped the little words to the little song he sung. That was kind of yeah. that was dope, bro. Like. It's like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm I gotta check his music out. It did make me want to check his music out, though. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I see you. I see you all the depot. That sounds like a hot track right there. You know? <laughs> Nobody didn't want to hear that man's songs uh, a year ago when that man was averaging 16 points a game. Next to Russell Westbrook, nah. dog. Was, Nobody want to hear nothing. Nobody want to hear nothing about Carmelo. Oh, we gonna we gonna have to discuss Carmelo. And nah, we're not doing that. We're not. We nope. guess we are gonna talk about Carmelo. And but anyway. Um, speaking of LeBron, like you know, the, the, probably one of the greatest players we ever laid our eyes on. Um, everybody talking about where he gonna go. He got reports coming out about this, reports coming out about that. One about uh, he don't want nobody to shop him. They got saying he back in the Caribbean, so he probably with his banana boat buddies. Like I, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff, right? So what you think? Where you think he gonna end up? I know we had somewhat had this discussion before, but where do you think he gonna end up, bro? Banana boat buddies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, man, I went back and forth about this a, a thousand times. I think some kind of way he end up in Houston. In Houston? Yeah, bro. I think Dang. he goes to Houston. I'm not sure how. They work it out, but I think he goes. I think he goes to Houston. I just don't think he's going to LA unless Paul George is coming to LA. Then I could see LeBron coming to LA. But I'm still. I'm not even sold on Paul. George. Well, we'll get to that. But um, LeBron, I, I'm going to Houston, man. Houston or 76 is actually. Wow, wow, I ain't lying. You, as far as the like the way people been reporting this stuff and all that stuff. Like, there ain't nobody even talking about that no more. Like, they still talking about, like, the 76 is trying to get him. But everybody's saying how it's just not the fit for LeBron. And, you know, like I just said, LeBron said he don't want no extravagant uh, pitches or anything like that. He like. And then you got other reports saying, like, he, it's it's only basically two choices, either Cleveland or the Lakers. So, I'm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I just think he's going to the lake. I just can't see how he's going to stay in Cleveland. Like, yeah, I can't see that either. I don't see it. I don't see it either. I don't see it at all. So, I think he's going to the lake. I think he's going to the lake. But the thing is, um, what we found out actually right before the show, the, the exact date, but July 4th, he, he's going to actually put it on uninterrupted, his, you know, his, his media company. He's going to do uh-huh. his announcement, um, which basketball's move all day. I, I think if you, you need to, you know, you know, gain, gain the fruit from your seeds. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to be the one to get the money from that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I respect that totally. Um, and then they say, Right after they gonna show like uh, a documentary on the behind the scenes making of Space Jam, and they are gonna also show the trailer to Space Jam too. So wow. he making some big moves. Some people think he kind of doing too much, but why not? I mean, right, <laughs> exactly. 
Why not? And uh, so, what you think about that, bro? What you think about him doing all that good stuff? Um, to to connect it to basketball. I mean, if he is transitioning to that point in his career, then LA would be an ideal place for him. If he, you know, if that's becoming more, if post basketball is LeBron's focus, are uh, beginning to be LeBron's focus, then I think LA would be the perfect place for him. Yeah. You know, but it's, if winning right now is still the number one focus to me, then I think you go to Houston. That's why. And I still think LeBron is in win-now mode. Like, I have to win now. I still think that's his primary focus. I, I think so, too. And a lot of people, that's another thing a lot of people saying, well, LeBron is only going to, he's going to make the choice depending on where his kids want to, want to, you know, go and where his family, what his family decides. And, and I'm like, this man here is one of the richest people in basketball, like in basketball, as far as especially as far as players, like people always say, how he's yeah. in a different stratosphere, right? So yeah. just through his outside investments, not only what he make per year, whatever, but his investments, his his endorsements and stuff like that. I mean, I think LA the perfect place for him. Funny, bro, I was just watching TV with my son, and uh, and since Father I just, and since I said, uh, since I said, shout out to everybody else who ain't my son. Shout out, shout out to my son, Errol the Third. We watch it. We watch TV, and they got a movie coming out called Little Feet that LeBron James is in. It's a he he's he's a it's a Pixar type thing, like a animated film. Uh, oh, but he gonna yeah, be the voice yeah. of one of the characters on there. So. Like man, this dude here—he really trying to make some moves. So, uh, kudos to him, man. I can't wait to see this documentary on Space Jam too, because I really want to know what this plot is going to be. Um, yeah, it's going to be completely different from Michael Jordan's, clearly, because I don't—I don't know how it's going to go, but I can't yeah, wait to see. Not much Michael Jordan Space Jam. Go ahead. What you, this? Somebody asked this too. What you think, Michael Jordan? How you think Michael Jordan gonna feel about this? <laughs> about the Space Jam two thing? <laughs> Mike has to know, man. These, the people is pushing, is pushing for the next Michael Jordan. So, yeah. And they really, that's why they throwing all these comparisons out there right now that they know really ain't even a comparison as far as their careers. So, now, now, they go chase them too out there. It's another thing to compare Brian and Mike. I hate y'all media guys. You were that's why you work with us. Uh, uh, but it's cool. I I think I think Jordan salty. Uh, I think he gonna be salty about it. Um, I think now nah, this gonna now nah, this gonna be this might be some profound what I'm about to say in the sense of who I'm about to say this about right. I think Uncle Drew is gonna be better than Space Jam too. Wow, really? I do. I don't know why. I think it's the originality of it. Cause see, mm-hmm. do you you can appreciate what I'm really about to say, right? Okay. It's like Kobe Bryant to Michael Jordan. We seen that already. We won't see something different like LeBron James. That's why LeBron James considered better than Kobe Bryant. Now, you got Uncle Drew. Okay. 
you got Uncle Drew, which is completely different from Space Jam. He he completely changed it up. He putting all these other people in it. Hell, even just watching the the Pepsi commercials when it was just Uncle Drew going to the court, and you know, for you to think that these people really think this old man playing ball against them, you know, even though it's it's all scripted and stuff, it right. seems that way. It seems way more original, and it just seems like something that's gonna be really fun to watch. I can't wait to go watch it. Um, it got some really good play. It got some really good actors in it. Some really good basketball players in it. I think it's gonna be a pretty good uh movie. And I, I think it might actually think, be better than Space Jam too. I, I agree with you. Oh, oh, I agree with you. I don't agree with you often, but I I do agree with you. I think Space Jam Two is gonna be for the the demographic a little like little kid, little little kids. You know what I'm saying? I think it's more, you know, it's animated and every, everything like that. Whereas Uncle Drew, I think people in our demographic to, you know, the the high school, middle school, high school kids. Right. You know, they're all going to gravitate more toward Uncle Drew because it's, it looks like real basketball, you know, like real, you know, real street basketball, but real basketball nonetheless. And right. I think Space Jam is more for the kids. You know what? You got a point, and that 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 might be why. But I ain't gonna lie, bro. I can still sit and watch Space Jam. Maybe because yeah. it's just nostalgic for me. I don't know, but exactly, you know, exactly. And it does have Jordan in it, so it's like ah, it's Jordan acting, ah, and Bucks money, ah. But we'll get into that another show. Yeah, bro. But uh, so you know, we got other free agents out there. Um. We got like yep. a KD who he opted out, but I think uh, you said he did that to take more money. Yeah, he'll be able to make, um, I believe, $9 million more dollars. I think he opted out of 25.1 or something like that, and he's going to resign for about 35. So, came out of the brother, the man, one. Then won two finals MVPs. Back I mean, to back. I mean, hey, I ain't mad. Get your money, bro. One thing I ain't gonna never knock about KD. Get your money, B. Get your money. <laughs> like, I, I might say some other stuff about you, bro, that you might not like. And if you see me, you'll probably feel played. But it is what it is. I'm, I'm doing what I do. You do what you do. Get your money. I ain't never gonna try to say, oh, KD don't deserve his money. Get your money, bro. That's a smart move. That's a smart move. Um, Plus, you got somebody out there trying to go after your money, basically, and Draymond Green, which I don't think he's going to be your teammate after next year. Anyway, so. Anyway, so uh, another big name, though, that we got to discuss. Two of them, but I'm going to start with this one. Paul George. Now, the Lakers have put out this little letter. It's like real sentimental letter (laughs) that's about growing up where Paul George grew up and you grew up and we have this spot for you here because you were supposed to be here as the great player you are and all this shit, right? Real sentimental stuff for Paul George. Because they say Paul George is a sentimental brother. And he just like, he get attached with emotions and stuff like that. So like right now he torn. He don't know if he want to stay with his brother, Russell Westbrook. Go home and live his life and beat up Paul George he's supposed to be, right? <laughs> what you think, bro? Uh, I saw I saw the first part of this uh, three part series and this decision process. 
lot. It showed up. You know how the emotions he went through when he got drafted to his dad talked about his injury and everything else. It was building up to the way OKC received him and Brian he built with the front office and the organization. But what he did say that kind of stuck out to me was when he said, I want to play for the front office that feels like he gives me the best chance to win. So I don't know, you know, whoever front office you feel like is better out of OKC. Uh, when you talking about magic and those, I don't know, but that was the key key statement I heard him make, you know, and he showed his girlfriend, and I think he just had his second kid, beautiful little girl. But this is a girlfriend on the. Uh, I don't think he got married yet. Oh, they've been saying they've been saying his wife all over ESPN. Really? Yeah. Let me say, wife. I guess you know how that's how older people do. Oh, yeah, that's, that's his wife right there, and that's his. That's that's his. That, you know, that's her husband. You know, that's the, that's how old. Older well, unless, people unless she kept her last name, then I'm pretty sure they ain't that married. Mm-hmm. I just like an interview. They definitely didn't have it. They would refer to as girlfriends. So I don't know. Well, it could but, be. I don't, I don't know either. I, whatever. It's respect. Think, that's your um, piece. That's his little. That's his I, his little boo. He booed up with her. My, <laughs> his boo. My gut, my gut feeling telling me I'm gonna go with LA. I think he's, I think he's gonna go to LA. I mean, it was just that's what he said. He always wanted to play at. He always wanted to go back home. I know he did go out to OKC and fell in love with Westbrook, but I think the bromance is over. I think he goes to LA, goes back home. Bro. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm big, and I, I'm starting my start by saying this, bro. I'm I'm very big in like nutrition and health, and like um, how different foods are good for this. And and I ain't about to get into a big spill about that, but you have certain things that are, and this is perfect. I actually this really just popped in my mind. You have certain foods, right, which mostly are plants and vegetation that are cancer defending foods they have properties in them that helps cure cancer or defend it away from you right and he in a place right now where they got a real big cancerous tumor right and the cancer name is Carmelo Anthony right why stay there when you could listen hold on I ain't finished cause that ain't even a kill why stay there cause they even got stuff that fight AIDS that's in food. That's natural food to the earth. Shout out to Dr. Seavey. Rest in peace to him as well. Why not go over there with somebody that got themselves? They ain't even got AIDS no more. You got to get away from the illness. You see what I'm saying? You got to get away from the illness, bro. You go to where it can be. You can be clean and purified and and win the right way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what you got to do. I just thought about the second part. I really did. I really did. <laughs> think about the second part. Why? 
Look, bro. Look. All I'm saying is he got to get away from the cancer, bro. Carmelo Anthony basically like saying, hi, hater. Like, I got paid. Like, come on, bro. He did, bro, man. He cashed out on OKC. OKC is pissed that he opted into that contract. Dog, making videos, drinking wine. I'm living I'm living my best life. Come on, Carmelo, bro. You not, you know why you're not living your best life, Carmelo? Because Chris Bosh probably got a better career than you. Because they even saying stuff like, the, the, to ridicule you, they saying stuff like, Kyle Corver probably has had a better career than Carmelo. That is ridiculous. No, no, I'm not. No, we not. No, that, no, 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 no. I'm not going there. I'm saying, I'm only saying that. Because of this, the attitude that got Carmelo, Carmelo, I can't even say the man name right, Carmelo Anthony in a position that he in. Carmelo Anthony wanted to take the money when they, he was supposed to be in Chris Bosh's position in Miami. Not Chris Bosh. It was supposed to be D-Wade, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony in Miami. You know what he said? Man, nah, man, I got, got like 80 mil on the table. I'm about to get that. You was tripping, man. Hey man, Melo, Melo living his best life, man. Yeah, without a championship, without a final appearance. Twenty-eight million this year coming up. <laughs> and they ain't gonna pay, unless he gonna buy like a duplicate championship ring or something, get an honorary championship ring next time. Golden State or the Boston Celtics win a championship. You know he don't play on another one of them teams. I don't know what he gonna do, but Melo's gonna sign with Golden State uh, next year for league minimum and, and get him a ring, so he'll be fine. That'll be so wild. They gonna lose though. They put Melo on the team. They lost. You forgot what I just said, huh? You ain't cancer. Cancer kill everything. Cancer kill. Whether it's active or not, because he's he not gonna play. You know, but the cancer cells lie dormant in the body. The body can still function with the cancer cells lying dormant. You know how that goes. He a tumor. That's all I'm saying about that. Yeah, Tuma. I'm telling you. Oh, man. Let's, let's I, I wish, on, man. I wish let's I could come on, up with a name and put Tuma in it and put it, say his name. Like, let's, Cartuma don't sound right. Actually, I actually have one. That's why I want to move on from this. I actually have a great one. But I don't want to do my man another like that. I'm okay, not going to. You can do it to the next episode. You'll save it for the night. Uh, this one person, bro, nobody talking about, right? And I guess it's because he injured. But this little big time player, Boogie Cousins, bro, he a free agent this this off season. What you think gonna happen? You, what you think gonna happen with him? I'm surprised he hasn't been connected to Los Angeles. Like I'm, I'm shocked. You know, everybody normally get connected to the Lakers some kind of way, goddamn. But I ain't been hearing nothing, no rumors about Boogie. But um. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Boogie takes a discount to go somewhere coming off of the injury, or do he still want the max? I think he want to get as much money as he can get. But I honestly, I really think the way in the game in the game that Boogie got hurt against the Rockets, that was a, first off, that was a hell of a game. Um, he oh. played his ass off. He really did. Yeah, he went crazy. But I think that showed me that he really want to win. I think okay. I think he want to go somewhere where he can win. And I think that's going to over outdo the money so I to, I say all that to say I think he will take a discount to go somewhere to win. If he know he going to win, and that's why like my partner said 
boogie to the Lakers with LeBron and say Paul George, uh, he to get him on a discount and he, say you never know he might could do a, he might could do a sign and trade. Tight, they, they might could do a sign and trade though. They, they, yeah. So you know it, it might where he can do like a little deal where he get a deal with the Pelicans, get a good bit of money, but then they trade him. And say you you know you 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 get other people come to the Pelicans because really and truly the Pelicans need some better role players. So just imagine if AD did have like a Kyle Kuzma, um, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. somebody like that, somebody who can actually okay. score the ball legitly. Yeah, I think Ingram, 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 oh that man, just think if they get both of them dudes or something like that for Boogie Cousins, the Lakers win. They get the player. They yeah, get the do it, especially if they got they got LeBron and PG coming. Yeah, they're sitting out Kuzma and Ingram for hell. They was gonna do it for Kawhi. I'm, well, not to get into the Kawhi thing, but yeah, yeah, they was gonna do it for Kawhi. They were thinking about doing it for Kawhi, so why not do it for Boogie? I guess it's a risk if you don't know how Boogie's coming back. But I mean, that's true. But then to me, then you put the Pelicans, which we ain't even talk about this, but then if that was to happen, let's just say that was to happen, that put the Pelicans in some real serious contention. Like, yep. that makes them a lot better, you know, because the role players was really the weakness of the Pelicans. They didn't have a bench, and their yeah. role players wasn't strong enough as far as, like, and they needed a wing. Yeah. They needed a elite. They needed a wing. Bad. Yeah, so, um, but... I think Boogie Cousins is just one of them things that people are not really saying nothing about. Oh, well, he got a Achilles injury and it's going to take him a while to come back. That's true. Uh, that's true. And be, him being the size he is, you know, basically a seven-footer, almost 300 pounds probably, probably about 280, 270, 280. Yeah, um, somewhere in that range. Yeah, so he, you know, it's going to be a lot for him to catch back on that. But I think once he does get back to form, it ain't like he above the rim player, you know. Right. Right. So he don't have to. It ain't like he gotta be explosive. He could really zebo the shit out you really real quick. He like a better version of that. You know what I'm saying? So. Yep. You know who he kind of remind me of on a cool, bro? This just popped in my mind. Rasheed Wallace. He kind of remind me of Rasheed Wallace. Like attitude and everything. That's a free agent as well as CP3. Um, hmm. Now they saying that he gonna probably sign with the they you know they saying the Rockets saying the first thing they gotta do is take care of CP3, and CP3 turned on a lot of money to go there. So what yeah. you think gonna happen with that? Um, thing is though, uh, there's a disconnect right going on right now. They're saying Houston don't want to offer him a long-term deal, a five-year deal, and that's what Chris Paul wants. Chris Paul wants a long-term deal. Mm. I guess to take, take him to the end of his career. Yeah, that's what they said. There's tension between Chris Paul's camp and the Rockets' front office. And that's because last offseason, from what I believe, was Chris Paul agreed to take a one-year deal and then Houston to have his bird right so he could sign a long, long-term deal. Houston go over the salary cap. We have someone's bird rights. You can go over the salary cap to resign him. So that was the plan, wink, wink. But I think um, a lot of people that made that trade last year are no longer in the front office in Houston. So now there's a disconnect. You see 
you know what I'm saying, going on between the people that's in Houston's front office now and Chris Paul. So that's where the stalemate is going on with that situation. Chris Paul wants a five-year deal, max money. Houston's like, uh, take this one-year deal with this max money, and that's the disconnect right now. Well, you mean to tell me CP3 could be out of there? save this because I didn't know that either. I ain't know that. I never, I haven't heard that at all. Yep. I haven't heard that at all. So that's crazy. See, and I was going, I don't even really want to talk about Clint Capella right now because I'm like, what? I still like how it's shocked by the CP3 thing. I did not know that. Yep. And and the general manager from uh, the Rockets said, we need to sign CP3. We want to sign Clint Capella. Hmm. What that means. Hmm. That could be taken. That can be taken in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. That could be taken a lot. How do you feel if you clean Capella? How do you take that? See, if I'm on, if I'm like glass half full guy, I'm like they really want me here, right? You know. If I'm mm-hmm. if I'm glass half empty guy, I'm thinking you need to sign me too. Cause y'all right. can't win these games without me. Y'all only lost one game on the floor during the regular season when it was me. Chris Paul, well, it was Chris Paul, James Harden, and me. When y'all ain't have me there, y'all lost. When y'all had me there, y'all only lost one time. So, um, yeah. So I mean, I would be. I, I think. I, but I think the, the the sad thing to say about this, and really and really and truly, it's, it's just it's just the NBA. Certain players are are like uh, you can't remake them. You know what I'm saying? You just can't yeah. remake them, and if they come around remade again, they come around very, very seldomly. It's not too many of those players that can come around where it's just like, "Wow, that guy's this type of player." Clint Capella is very replaceable. I know he's a great player in a sense. He's he's developed, he's gotten better, but he's replaceable. I mean, look at the guy that just got drafted. Uh, we ain't even talk about him in the, about the draft thing, but Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba sounds oh, like, yeah. sounds yep. like uh way better Clint Capella. Like like this is just sound like it. he's got a longer wingspan, he can play around the basket, he can defend. Yeah. I mean yeah, he can Clint move. Capella. I mean so you say what you say here? I said Mo Bamba is Clint Capella. Basically, it's like so. Clink, look, look at this dude. This dude just all of a sudden came out of nowhere in a sense. Like he wasn't talked about throughout the season. How you got some of these other players that were highly touted players. And he wasn't talked about like that until all of a sudden he had this nine foot wingspan and uh, yeah. he could run up and down the court faster than anybody else. He got a, a, a better reaction uh, type thing. Like his his quickness is. Okay, well, Clint Capella just oh this, this Clint Capella has developed so much, then all of a sudden Mo Bamba come along. You thinking, damn, he like a better and, and version Clint of Clint Capella. Says he want twenty million dollars per year too, on top of all that. Let's be honest, he deserves. I agree. I agree. Just makes it difficult for Houston. Yeah. We also got that Ryan Anderson contract we talked about. 
and that Eric Gordon contract. They got some con- They got some money. They selling out, bro. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon played played his ass off this season, though. No, I have no problem with his contract. I, I, I have no problem. I don't. I think he a hell of a six man type player, and he stepped up when Chris Paul went down. He stepped up. I think, and he way he he's like got this ugly way of playing, but he play well. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't the prettiest game in the world, but but it's effective. Speaking on that, another player that has a similar game, his game not necessarily as ugly. Um, offensively, he's not that great, but defensively, he's one of the best in the league. He, he clearly, I think, he's better than Covington. Marcus Smart. Uh, oh. He's a free agent, but you – now, this one thing, I know we kind of into it a little bit. Can you uh-huh. briefly explain the difference between a restricted and an unrestricted free agent? Yes, yes. Um, a restricted free agent, uh, the rule changed uh, a little recently or the last couple of years or so. A restricted free agent is when a team has a player that's becoming a free agent in the upcoming season. I mean, upcoming off season. Um, they are free to sign with any team they would like. But when you're a restricted free agent, your team has two days to match that. Now, it used to be a week, and then they moved it down to three days, and then with the last uh, collective bargaining agreement, it was moved to two days. So now, let's say July 6th is the first day anybody can actually sign with anyone. If you sign a contract on July 6th that, 12.05 p.m., then your current team has up to July 8th, 12.05 p.m., to match that offer. And once your current team matches that offer, you're forced to resign with them for the duration of however long that contract is. Okay. Now, it's a reason that I want you to do that because I think this is very, very relevant, especially with Marcus Smart. Um, so, can you explain to the listeners why this is very, very important for you to understand that point with Marcus Smart within the Boston Celtics? Okay, well, we could do a numbers game. I don't want to sound like such a nerd, but so I'll just, I'll just sum it up. Kyrie Irving gets paid a lot of money, upward of ninety million, hundred million dollar contract. Al Horford gets paid a lot, a lot of money, upwards of eighty million dollars, somewhere in that between eighty to ninety million dollars. Gordon Haywood get paid a lot of money, upwards to $90 million, somewhere around that day he was paid last offseason. So, and plus a lot of guys like Marcus Morris and other guys like that, they have got a lot of young talent that's still on rookie contract. And these guys' contracts are going to be expiring in these next couple years coming up. So Boston has decisions to make. So with Marcus Smart being a restricted free agent, let's say a team who has a lot of capital, such as Sacramento Kings or somebody like that. They decide to throw Marcus Smart a four-year, $65, 70000000 dollars contract. Guess what? He's out of there. Boston cannot match that and stay under the salary cap without paying about $300, $400 million in luxury tax. They're not willing to do that. Maybe you do that after you've won a couple championships, such as Golden State is currently over the salary cap every year and paying luxury tax, but you don't mind because you're bringing in extra revenue when you win championships. So until Boston is winning championships, they're not going to go over the salary cap and pay 
those high luxury tech bills that Golden State and Cleveland is paying too, apparently, by the way. So, um, if somebody throws a lot of money at Marcus Smart, man, he's pretty much out of here. And that's and see the the, in, the intriguing thing about that to me is the fact that being a restricted free agent, if these people say, okay, we really want to keep Marcus Smart, and we really we wouldn't we willing we are willing to uh, take on you know this contract to keep him here, like I, I know Danny Ainge ain't that dumb, you know what I'm saying? He he's one of the best GMs in the league, so I know he's not gonna say pay Marcus Smart fifteen to twenty million dollars. A year. Mm-hmm. I Correct. do think Marcus Smart deserved fifteen, twenty dollars a year, but um, you know, the way he plays, I I think I think I think he's a little high headed, but I think he he plays great. I just think yep. it's so interesting with this restricted free agency thing because like you explained to me in the production, uh in our production meeting about how these teams end up with these bad deals. And it's like because of this restricted free agency stuff like that. It's exactly. crazy. So it's crazy. Auto Porter. <laughs> yeah, uh, Otto Porter. Uh, even with Eric Gordon, like you said, when he was with the Pelicans. Yep. Um, I mean, just so many things like that. It's, I didn't I didn't realize the craziness about that. So, um, but anyway, to move to move forward, I think Marcus Smart going to get paid this offseason. Hopefully the Celtics okay. let him go. I think they got some good defensive players already. And they kind of they kind of quietly – did some pretty good stuff over there in the draft too. I forgot the, the guy's name that they drafted, but um, he's a pretty good talent as well. So uh, I think they're gonna be okay, and I think they're gonna win a championship next year. So and they 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 not they all right. Uh, Jabari yeah, Parker, what you say? What you say? That's a hot take. That's not. It's not gonna be. It's gonna be very lukewarm starting next season. Watch. <laughs> It's gonna be very lukewarm. <laughs> it's gonna be very lukewarm. Start next season, but uh, Jabari Parker, man, I thought he was an interesting free agent. He was like highly touted out of high school. Supposed to be this real good dude. He wanted, he kind of wanted the Bucks to be his team, and then yep. you know Giannis, you know, kind of <laughs> just came along, and uh, Giannis happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Giannis happened, and then. You know, I thought they would be a good little tandem, but he can't stay off the injury report. Um, yeah. Do you think he's going to get a big deal, or you think he's going to basically have to take the load because of injury and history and stuff like that? Uh, another restricted free agent. It's funny, we were just talking about that, and he's another one of them. Yeah. Um, Jamal Parker case is really weird because, I mean, he had that. He blew up one year, you know. I think he averaged twenty-one or twenty-two a game. You know, it was like six boards. And he was playing really well, and then that injury happened. So he's now torn his ACL in both of his knees now. And I don't know if he'll ever be the same player he was. But if he does get back, somebody's gonna have to pay him just off potential alone, off of the fact that he might be. But. If you have any doubts, you can always sign him to a one-year deal and just overpay him. I don't know if you remember uh, the J.J. Reddick deal he signed last offseason with the 76. Yeah. It was a one-year deal for $20 million. You know, like, you can always get a player to sign a one-year deal if you're going to overpay them for that year. So maybe you do that with your Barry Parker just to see off on one year, $20 million. Hope the Bucks don't match it. 
because if they do, then, you know, he'll be back there. But I think the Bucks are uh, pretty good as far as cap-wise. I don't think they're shelling out a lot of money currently at this time. I know Chris Middleton got paid recently, but they're looking to move him right now as far as what I heard. Man. Yep. That's eyebrow-raising right there. Yeah. Middleton will be a play. big help for Cleveland. Bruh. And this ain't no knock on our partner that we interviewed. Just like I told him, Jeremy Smith, that play in Iceland, would have been a big deal for Cleveland. He was the MVP of their league. They needed they needed somebody who could put the ball in the basket. They could do it by themselves. And, you know, shout out to him because, I mean, we, we I look forward to seeing him come over to the NBA and, and do something. He, he's still debating. But, I mean – that, that's a whole other thing with what Cleveland needed. Um, speaking <laughs> of what, what Cleveland needed or what any team might need, we was kind of discussing this, another free agent. I want to say he might be restricted as well, Julius Randle. Nobody's discussing him really because uh, they more talking about how he's basically a value piece that the Lakers can use. Um, what you think yeah. about Julius Randle? Um, I actually, uh, yeah, he's a restricted, like you said earlier, but I actually like the fit that you gave me for Julius Randle in our production meeting. Um, what team did you say? Honestly, I forgot. (laughs) You gave me, you gave me a great team, and I was like, damn it, I never thought of, Indiana. Indiana, Indiana, yep, you're absolutely right. That is young, that is young, who's? A free agent, you know, who's in a uh, free agency this year. And I was like, yeah, they're missing their starting four. Julius Randle could slide right in, you know, and help those guys out immediately. That's an instant upgrade from right, that right. shot. That's true. Yeah. I think that'd be a great fit for him. But like I told you earlier, if the Lakers strike out with LeBron James and Paul George and Boogie, per se, then I think they match any offer get thrown at Julius. They just can't afford to miss on all those big names and then let Julius walk. I can't see it. Right. Right. I agree. Um, I think, um, I think Julius Rounder made sure he was going to get paid this year. Like he played like y'all going to pay me. You know he what did. He did. He really did. And, but he really wanted to win. And I, and you know what, bro? And not to, not to jump off Julius Rounder, but I want to kind of say, Maybe Luke Walton is a little better than what we think he is um, as a coach because he actually developed a lot of them dudes to be a lot better than what, personally, I expected. Um, he really did. So, I don't know. I, I think, But I think Julius Randle is going to be a good asset. I think he'll, be, he'll, he'll pair well with uh, uh, Oladipo, most improved player, which I think he deserved that award, definitely. You. Mm-hmm. You you put them two together, like you say, he a he a better he a younger, daddy's young kind of like Draymond Green style type player. Yeah. Um. Yep. So I think I think uh, I think he'll be somebody that you know will definitely help that team. I'm mad I forgot it. Um. Somebody you said just just as a little asterisk, just somebody just to throw out there. We ain't gotta discuss them long. Uh. Just because it's stat line, uh, Tariq Evans. <laughs> Please tell the people what his stat line was <laughs> last season. Man. 20, 20 points, five rebounds, five assists a game out there in Memphis. Who would have known, huh? 
Unfortunately, bro, I did. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I did watch him play, bro, and and I I even feel worse. I almost felt like how you feel. No, you feel good watching white man can't jump and watching. Uh, oh, I know. Either way, no. Uh, I I did, I did. It was even after Fizdale got fired. It, they just I just so haven't caught it. I ain't watched a lot of it because it's it's really horrible to watch them play at times. Yeah. Now I'm coaching. All the good players hurt, and then you got Marcus All, who <laughs> I don't even know what to think about Marcus All. Like, I'd really rather watch Paul Gasol than watch Marcus All. Jesus Christ, man! I don't know, man. That's that's yeah. Neither one of them is any good in my in my book at this point. Paul Gasol did a lot for me, though. So you know, he was he was a special place in the Laker regime. Yeah, well, I understand. You know, he had to uh, help carry COVID too. So I, I know what you mean. I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, but, but either way, you know, that's neither here nor there. You know, I know you don't too much like to discuss. You know, COVID's down downfalls. Uh, but it's okay. You know, it is what it is. You know, uh, but the, one of the biggest, not free agents, but players that a lot of people are discussing a lot about is Kawhi Leonard. Um, he wants to go to L.A. He doesn't want to play for the Spurs. Spurs saying things like they won't trade him in the West. Like they closing doors on trading. Do you think he will be traded? And if you do, how soon? If you don't, what do you think the outcome of his season would be? I think Spurs' way is to keep him there, try to convince him to stay, oh, man, you know, try to fix the marriage. You know how you do when your wife wants a divorce, but you're doing everything you can to try to fix the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming home on time. You ain't working late no more. You know how that stuff goes. But I think in the end, they're going to get back into a corner. I think they hold on to him as long as they can and allow trade deadline. Someone offers them something, probably something crap, some crap, and they end up having to settle and take it before they just lose them for nothing. Comes summertime, so I don't, I don't know. I think their best interest would be to move him now because the longer the time passes, the less his trade value gets, the less return you get for him, and. The fact that they don't want to trade him in the West is just crazy to me. At this point, I'll just take the best deal I can get. I figure if I trade him in the West, it won't matter anyway. Golden State is winning everything in the West for the next couple of years right now, as we things stand right now. So it won't even matter anyway. Spurs need to go full-fledged rebuild, youth movement, and start this thing all over again. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I, I'm just thinking about, like, Okay, you trade you. You saying you don't want to trade him. You need to trade him, and then like then you gotta think about the other end of the part, the other party, right? Like, okay, well you gonna trade him to the east. You you gonna trade him to me? Who's to say this man don't want to play over here? He don't want to play over here. He want to go to L.A. He, he put it out there. I want to go to L.A. So that means we we basically getting him as a rental. And that don't even mean he gonna even play to his potential. So what if he just filling a roster spot? You know what I'm saying? Oh, 
It's like, what if he say he's still hurt? What if he say he can't play? So it's like, am I willing to take that risk? And I know this man ain't going to stay here for only, he only going to stay here for this year. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Kawhi Leonard, top three player in the league, when healthy, right? That's my personal opinion. So it's like okay, and it might it, it, that or that might be very arguable in the next year. Or so you know what I'm saying with the, the the Anthony Davis and all these other people coming about, but um, I, I'm looking at it like if he want to go to L.A. and I understand like I, it's so many it's so many like different angles for this because even with that, the Spurs can't say. Oh well, we just gonna let you go to LA. They can't. They can't do that. That's a that's a precedence thing, right? So that's like, oh, we giving the players too much power. He say he want to go to LA, so we just gonna trade him to LA. Yep. yep. You can't. You can't allow him to do that because then that opens the floodgates. Yeah. Like they would say, but my thing is, you have to get with it or get lost, right? And when people make moves that change things they hated at first and they loved afterwards you gotta figure out a way to do this and i ain't saying that all the players need to have all the power right but it's like you're gonna crush your team by doing that nobody gonna want to mess with Kawhi. Kawhi ain't gonna mess with nobody we already know Kawhi ain't gonna say nothing to nobody he ain't got that Kawhi probably is probably the best person to ignore somebody out of everybody. <laughs> so you 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 know it's like, like yeah, exactly exactly. So it's like I'm thinking like it's so many different angles with this that has to be, you know, people feel like they gotta put their foot down. Kawhi like I'm gonna go to LA and this is what I'm gonna do. So that let everybody in the East know he ain't worth nothing to us because he leaving. We gonna yep. get him for one year. He might not even play because he might say, oh, "I'm still injured." He might yep. fail his physical on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying so he's no, that type no, of player. Do you, do you send a good trade package to them, knowing that? Yeah, that's and that's another. That, see, that's another angle. No, no, no. Who I'm gonna send him them for Kawhi, hoping that he might stay for a year, and I'm gonna send my right. best players or some of my good players, or some some. Uh, draft picks or like Jalen Rose pointed out one thing people don't understand that they trade a lot is money but am I willing to trade so much money some cash value for Kawhi and he gonna leave right it'd be essentially you just gave money away like you literally just gave it away so it's like wait I, I but I honestly think though bro and this is just my opinion uh let's say Julius Randle, we're going to go back a little bit. Julius Randle can't make that type of statement. He ain't that elite. So if Julius Randle say, I don't want to play. I don't want to play in L.A. I want to play in New Orleans. So let's just say he said it. I want to play in New Orleans. Say, I don't know where he's from. I'm just speaking on that. I want to play in New Orleans. That's why I want to play. They not going to trade him to New Orleans. If they don't want to. If they, if they don't want to. He ain't got that type of power. But when you one of the top three players in the league and you say, I want to be traded here or else, you kind of got to like be like, we're going to have to try to figure something out. And I get it. Okay. Keep him around as long as you can. But, man, trade deadline, then, then they're going to be like, all right, well, y'all want to wait this long. Now y'all got this pressure on y'all. What y'all going to do? Yeah, 
Yeah, now we're not trading y'all nothing. We're gonna give y'all first round pick and some money. Yeah. We ain't giving y'all well, you could have had Ingram, Kuzma, and a draft pick if you would have did it in the offseason. You never and you never know. Well, I doubt it I doubt it they'd have traded. Like you said, I Ingram and Kuzma. I've heard some people say uh Lonzo Ball, but they got a point guard. They got a point guard. They got a pretty decent yeah, point guard. Too. And Greg Popovich is not about to deal with the ball ball. No way. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. That ain't gonna happen. Um, and then it's one thing else. You know, we we kind of talked about this. Uh, old school Spurs kind of been at his hat, like at Kawhi had on some stuff. Bruce Bowen spoke out. What you thought about that? I ain't gonna even get into the other speak out. Let's let you talk about that first. Yeah, yeah. I called Bruce Bowen, and Bruce Bowen was was basically saying, uh, you know, Kawhi kind of quit. You know, Kawhi kind of quit on his team, and you don't think, you know, Tony Parker was out of line for his comments that he made because he was dealing with something more serious than Kawhi's injury. But uh, I don't know if, you know, I understand from the point taking up for the organization. You know, that's like family to him. So he's going to start with, with the organization. No, no one man is bigger than the organization. He compared uh, Kawhi to David Robinson and Tim Duncan, who had injuries throughout their career, but handled it, quote-unquote, the Spurs way. And because Kawhi is not handling it the Spurs way, they feel like he's wrong. So, I see that. I see his point of view. And I, I get it. And me and she had a debate about this. When it first when it first really started brewing up and the whole uncle came out of nowhere and all that stuff, right? And we was like, I was like, son, I said, dog, I don't think he injured. I think he cleared. He didn't got cleared by doctors. I don't think I don't think he hurt. I just think he don't want to play. And see, to me, what nobody's saying either is maybe Kawhi don't want to play. Maybe not because he he had an injury. Maybe he using the injury as a distraction, like a. a I can't think of what to say. Whatever magicians do when they show show one thing in one hand just to kind of get you to distract you to look in the other hand. I can't think of what it's called. What the sleight of hand? I yeah. think is what it's called. Maybe it's like, hand, yeah. I think it's a sleight of hand thing. He just uh-huh. want to play. He just want to play in L.A. I'm not gonna play for y'all, so I'm gonna say I'm hurt, so I can go to L.A. They gonna people. Everybody gonna think I'm damaged goods, but I'm not. I'm going to L.A. Uh-huh. Y'all gonna have to get rid of me, like because. Nobody, nobody's saying that, but maybe he played this injury out so long because of that. He ain't just trying to lead a spurt like he ain't just trying to lead a spurt. He won a uh, Finals MVP there and everything, you know, like he didn't want cha- a championship there. He ain't just trying to lead. He want he want to do what he want to do, and I think that's a part of it. I think him playing his injury out so long is a part of him trying to get to LA because that man now he a good competitor. He a really good player. Why would he try to mess up his stock like that? I never thought. Of, I never thought about that actually being just a ploy in order to distract you from the fact that the big story is I really want to be in LA. I never looked at it like that. But that that actually makes sense though. This uncle been pushing for this for the longest. And like he wanna that like that's the thing. Like he just don't want to be down there no more. And yeah. I don't know if it's like he just grew up, grew out of it, you know. But at the end of the day, 
this is what we really, that's the real thing now is Kawhi. See, it ain't even about his injury no more. You notice how we still don't know if he got cleared. We don't know if he cleared a play next year. You're right. We, we haven't heard nothing about that no more. Like it was first, it was where the Spurs doctors cleared him. And then his doctors, he going to get second and third opinions and stuff like that. And his doctor saying it's a completely different injury. But when have we heard in the last few weeks since they said he wanted – since he said he wanted to be in L.A., when have we heard in the last few weeks that he's been cleared by any doctors to – that his injury is completely gone away, he's 100%. We, that that ain't coming out nobody's mouth, no big-time person's mouth. No, we haven't heard it. That man just want to go play in L.A. And he, he, he was willing to kind of not play a whole season. Like, he wanted to add an extra season to his career – so he can have an extra extra lifetime playing in L.A. Like, <laughs> just to be like, he pulled the time crazy on the cool. Like. Like that, like that. That's definitely a possibility. I think he could have played this year, though. But Me too. That's what, That used to be my argument. I'm like, she, dog, he could play. She, like, man, injury, injury. I'm like, he could play, son. I'm telling you, I think he could play. You know? And, I mean, I, I ain't no doctor. So, I ain't about to sit up here and say the man not hurt. But. To sit up here and say he can't play, I don't know. And then even even Ava Bradley said the Spurs didn't handle his injury wrong. Like, and that that's kind of what made me think of this idea because a, uh, Ava Bradley, boy, he a free agent too. Avery Johnson, Avery Johnson, shout out to Avery Bradley. But Avery Johnson said came on the first <laughs> take today and said how uh, basically. The Spurs, you know, he talked real highly of him at first, and then he said, "The Spurs not gonna mishandle no injury." He said, "I didn't, I've been in that, I've been around that organization for a long time, never seen them mishandle any, anybody's injury." So it made me, yeah. it made me think like, Kawhi, are you crying wolf, or are you, are you putting it like just to make the Spurs look bad so you can get away? Like, what is what is what's the underlying meaning for this? Because you play nine games. You had this supposedly horrific injury. Like, nobody thought the injury was that bad. You ain't played through the pain. Like, he wasn't even willing to sacrifice playing, playing through pain with these people. Like, he was like, I ain't playing because I, I think I'm that hurt. And then, bam, I want to go that late. Trade me. <laughs> don't worry about my injury no more. Trade me. Maybe it's more to the story, bro. Because that does seem fishy. Bro, it does, bro. And, I mean... I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. I mean, because I be trying to think about it in diff- a whole bunch of different angles. Because, you know, the, the media, they're going to feed us what they want. And I ain't trying to just feed people what I want them to think. I'm just thinking, like, okay, what about these things we haven't talked about in a while? Because we had an episode we talked about Kawhi injury. And that was, that was over a couple. That was probably almost two months ago. Yep. We ain't talked about that since because it ain't relevant no more. <laughs> It's not even, it's not even relevant. Oh, That's crazy. That's crazy how, how relevant that was at that time. And it ain't even being just talked about by him being traded. We all thinking if he go match up with LeBron James and Paul George, how great of a team that'll be. Not if Kawhi going to be yep. healthy. We not worried about that. So, I don't know, bro. It, that That is crazy. Um, But... Final, final, final thoughts on on anything um, that you maybe you want to put out there. Uh, 
anything else. I know we kind of went a little long today. We had some other things we're gonna talk about. We're you gonna you gonna turn it from a qualified sports basketball expert to an unqualified person like me when we start talking about football because you like the coach. So uh, anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to just talk about in general, like you know, just to put out there or anything you want to say before we close? Um. Yeah, if LeBron happens to sign with LA, by the next time we do a show, I will come on the next show with all kind of uh, LeBron facts and stats, and and I will say that he is my favorite player in the NBA. I'm letting y'all know now, so I don't have to give me backlash. I will have the banners, T-shirt, and I will be telling everyone to witness from here on out. But if you don't sign with LA, then it gets a LeBron. It would have been for the rest of my career. Wow. That'll well, be that. Well, well, I um, I I know I'm gonna be, you know, I'm already a LeBron fan. You know, why not? Why wouldn't he want to go to one of the greatest franchises? And I'm gonna speak real highly of the Lakers at this moment because you know. I see that. I see that. Why, why would he want to go to one of the greatest franchises of all time? You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, I um. I definitely want you know want to agree with you with that, but uh, a couple of things that I just want to touch on real quick. I'm trying not to be too long winded with it because I have a problem with that. Um, one, no death is good. Rest in peace to XXX Tentacion, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Young man, rapper, got got killed. Um, I don't know exactly how I got killed. I'm not necessarily into those facts i just know that another black man is dead i don't like it um yeah a, a little a, a, this guy 15 years old the dude in the bronx got stabbed to death by gang members um shout out to shout out to camelo anthony and his wife for going visit uh view the body and stuff today though um i know we talk a lot of craziness about camelo but as far as being a part of that city and being for the people of that city and, and reaching back and and helping out for the city, I can't say nothing negative about that at, at all. Uh, I only talk about Carmelo when it comes to basketball. So uh, outside of that, shout out to him for that. But as far as these things is happening, we gotta figure out ways to stop it. We gotta, we really gotta teach each other that it's that's not the way. It's just yeah. not the way. You know, a lot of times, and this is probably why I'm going to get along with it, but a lot of times we feel played about certain things and we feel like the only way to settle it is to inflict real bad pain on another individual that look like you. And it's not the right way. It's really not. It ain't the right way to handle it. It ain't the right way to do go about things. You don't succeed in life by hurting other people, period. You don't. In no form or fashion. That's not your. That's not a path to success by hurting other people, and especially physically and killing them. So, um, just a word to people in general, but specifically my people, black people. We have to figure out ways to walk away from a lot of these things and stop this violence on on each other. Where we get into the to the point where we just killing each other and. Like Jamie Foxx, I heard Jamie Foxx say it on on the BET Awards. It's almost like it's it's normal. It's okay. Right. I ain't even looked at it as bad. And like I said, I'm not no fan of uh, the little rapper uh, XXX Tentacion. Um, and I'm not gonna say nothing negative about him. 
especially not on wax. Um, but rest in peace again to him. We can't we can't have we can't keep having these murders of our people. It's already bad enough that we get murdered by people outside of our culture. We need to not be murdered by the people inside of our inside of our culture. So um that that's that's kind of you know what what I want what I wanted to say, bro. Because we don't get a chance to talk about too many things outside of sport, but those things are important just as well as sport is. Even more important than sport because that's life. Um, so yeah. I just wanted to get that off my chest, bro. But uh, appreciate you again, big homie. You know you all. We always. We always do it. Like I said at the beginning, we got that heat rock. Don't nobody got that heat rock like we got that heat rock. So, uh. Classic <laughs> Classic Yeah, one, that my favorite personally. But, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be on, we'll be on again soon, bro. And, uh, I appreciate you, dog. Thank you. No problem. All right, man. Listeners, y'all be blessed.